in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. We need to we need to make our own our own theme music. You know, it's funny because uh, Laura thought initially that I had written the the opening, <laughs> like the dum yeah. you know, the, the delayed guitar yeah. thing or whatever. Yeah. She thought I had done that, and you know, whatever. And she was like, "That was really impressive." And I was like, "I, I know." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, I didn't write that. She's like, "Oh, okay, not that impressive. Not very impressive." <laughs> Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the incomparable Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> Glenn, nothing compares to you. <laughs> I don't even have anything yeah. to say. Well, how can you follow that up? I can't. Anything? We, we I might can't as well end the podcast compare now. Compare anything to... Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Let's just call it good. That was a good podcast. That was a great 20 seconds. Yep. Okay. Yeah. How are you doing tonight, Glenn? I'm doing well. It's been a busy day, but you know, I'd rather be busy than bored. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. my take on it. I guess I'm. I guess I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Glenn and I are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. It's a site about manly things, yes. manly endeavors, mm-hmm. manly missions, yes, manly alliteration. Wow. Yeah. How is that uh, not our slogan? Well, it should be. <laughs> um, yeah, you can uh, visit gentleman.com. Um, if you want to follow along with the podcast, you can visit podcast.gentleman.com. Yes. And there you will find uh, the links that we're going to talk about in this episode, mm-hmm. uh, amongst other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always get in touch with us by emailing <laughs> us at howdy at gentleman.com. I, I'm really, this is more of a plea than a <laughs> informational talk because no one emails us these days. No one's emailing us. They I don't know. They don't. Um, and I, I don't know why that is. I think it's because uh, the World Cup's going on. The World Cup, yeah. There's a lot of... That's got to be it. That's got to be it. Yeah. Um, what else? You know, the, the, the politics are all, you know, there's a lot politics. of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff happening that people are probably trying to follow. A lot and, of people shouting at TVs these days. Yeah, and so it's probably hard for people. But if you have a few seconds, you can send us an email. Yeah. You know, just say hi. Just, hey, you know. I, I enjoyed the show. Or, hey, yeah. that was the that worst... Was, I stopped listening after the twenty second, yeah, you know, just whatever comprehensible thing. Yeah, just whatever, you know. <laughs> just say hi. That's okay. Um, but yeah, you can do that. You can also send us a self addressed, uh, stamped uh, uh, letter. To yes, PO Box four four three two or four four two three zero five. Yes, uh, Lawrence, Kansas six six zero four four. Yep, gentlemen, co founders. Mm-hmm. Four four two three zero five PO box. Yeah, and if you want to delete your account, that's also the way you do it. You send us a snail self address, uh, <laughs> self address stamped envelope to four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas Post Office. Uh, so yeah, uh, so those are the various ways, mm-hmm. all, and all the social networks, like we've already talked about, right? You know, Plurk and and Plurk. you know, hotornot.com. Hotter not. and yep. LinkedIn. Yeah, find us on Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. Okay, that's a new one. Do you do you know what that one is? No, I don't. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, apparently, the young folks use it to hook up. Ooh. So <laughs> maybe we'll have, maybe we'll have a gentleman profile. <laughs> wow, that's a t- wait, it's called Tinder. I actually really don't know if that's all it's used for. Yeah, Tinder, like like that sounds burning. Mm-hmm. That sounds awful. 
Should we edit this out? <laughs> no, I mean it was a bad. It was a bad joke. Okay, we're not on Tinder, everyone. No, we wouldn't be a part of something like that. That's <laughs> no, we wouldn't. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, my I don't know how my wife and two children would feel about that. No, oh. I'm just perplexed by the name of that like, Tinder. Yeah, T I N D E R. Tinder. Okay, not like legal Tinder. <laughs> 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 Going off into a weird... I got, okay. I got a feeling this is going to be edited out. <clears throat> Getting into the weeds. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's get on with the, the show now. Um, <clears throat> we're going to get the train back on the tracks now and move on to the drink of the week. Uh, yes. Yep. And this week, um, you know, Glenn, we we, we had been, been making cocktails yes. during the podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we talked about it and, and we were... You, we were thinking about the cocktails that we were making, and I, I just, I really felt like, you know, we should get back to our roots. Yep. You know, why are we making our own cocktails? Right. Why, why should we do that when there are, you know, giants of the industry we yes. can stand on? You know, like stand on the, stand shoulders. On the shoulders yes. of the giants of the industry. Mm-hmm. There are beverages out there that master craftsmen make, and we can enjoy them. Yeah. And all we have to do is pop the top off of them. That's right. You know? Which is what. We're gonna do right now, exactly. Yeah, and so thank you. Yes. Uh, so Glenn brought over tonight some um, Sam Adams mm-hmm. Porch Rocker. Porch Rocker. Now, our, I, I haven't had this one. Yeah. Our, uh, actually, this was referred to me by our, our good friend John. Okay. Uh, and John is a big fan of the Porch Rocker. Now, personally, I have I have not had this one either. Okay. I um, I'm, I'm a fan of the Summer Shandy, the Lining Cool. Mm. Uh, I'm a lining man, right? It's That's a, a very good beer. Man, I tell you what, when summer rolls around... I, I do like some... I, I don't... You know, I think we've actually talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the, you know, flavor beers. Right, right. Like, that's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. Summer Shandy yep. is like... It hits the spot. It's like the man. perfect... Like, it, there's just a... There's something about that one that's really good. Beer and lemonade, for some reason, for some weird reason, go together <sighs> really, really, really well. Yeah. So, and beer Summer Shandy nails well, that. Sorry, Bigarita is not beer and lemonade, but mm. uh, same kind of vein. But yeah. Um, yeah, so this is like a summer shandy, apparently. Okay. Um, but it's uh, lemonade infused with beer. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it should be. Uh, oh, let me read this. It's a uh, com- uh, fresh squeezed lemon taste combined with golden Hella's lager, creating a sweet, tangy, and thoroughly refreshing brew. Okay. Cheers, Brian. Mm, cheers. That sounds delicious. So, yeah. Port Trucker. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's good. Ooh. It's got a little bit of an orange thing going on there. Yeah, I kind of like that because it's not quite as sweet as the shandy. Yeah. Okay. Mm. This is a good one. So the Porch Rocker from Sam Adams, I was just, I had to peruse a little bit about Sam Adams. And, uh, you know, one of the things they said was that the brand name of Samuel Adams was chosen in honor of Samuel Adams, an American patriot famous for his role in the American Revolution and the Boston Tea Party. Um, And according to tradition, he was also a maltster. So, malt. Malster? Maltzer. Maltster. Maltster. He's a malt monster. Is what he is. <laughs> He's not a monster. He's a maltster. Which is a really good term, actually. That's, huh. Yeah. Okay. So, I've been called worse. Yeah. So, Sam Adams. It's funny. So, I, I history major in college. I had a, a t- I like uh, American Revolution history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I read some books on the topic, obviously. And mm-hmm. one, of, one of the books I read talks a lot about how basically Sam Adams was actually just kind of this buffoon okay yeah that they they kind of just like he would just say anything so they kind of got him to say you know oh. they would get him to speak out and everyone would be like yeah 
Yeah, what he said. And so it kind of this cyclical, like, you know. So it kind of rewrites history. Like, hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. Yeah. Why don't you, uh, why don't you talk about that one thing? Wow. He's like, okay. Yeah. I'll talk about it. I'm not going to brew beer. Okay. You know, and. and yeah. uh, Interesting. That's really cool. Actually. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but yeah, so everybody so reveres him as like this wise, you know. Yeah. And he was kind of a, a little. Well, that gives me hope. Because <laughs> you have a co-founder like I'm, that. I'm, I'm pontificating <laughs> on this stuff. I have no idea what I'm talking about. And maybe in like 100, 200 years, right. people will be like, oh, Brian McKinney. Yes. Have, have you been in the McKinney Brewery? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, so history can kind of maybe. He, he was a master maltzer. Yeah. <laughs> maltzer, yeah. <laughs> that guy was one heck of a monster, I'll tell you what. Uh, but also, Glenn, mm. uh, Sam Adams, based on sales in 2011, um, this company uh, is tied with Yingling as the largest American-owned brew maker. Um, Yingling? Yingling, yeah. Yin, 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 yinling? Uh, yingling is a delicious, delicious beer really? that is... On the East Coast, it's impossible to get it in the Midwest. If you live on the East Coast, congratulations, because you can get Yingling whenever you want. Wow. We can't get it here. Uh, so, you know. That's that, the name of the brewery? Yeah. It, it's the biggest, it's 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 the hugest deal. And I've had it several times. Like I actually I actually had it for the first time when I went back to Virginia with Laura. Mm-hmm. I had never had it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura's dad had, you know, in his, in his fridge, he had a six-pack of Yingling, and Gave me a couple of the be- and it was good. It was really good. And yeah. So like every time I'm every time I see you Yingling, I'm I'm on board. You're just gonna snag some. Oh yeah. So is it just do they have they just do one thing or is it like they have a diff- a bunch of different types? Yingling's of Yingling's almost like a Budweiser thing. I okay. Mean, I don't want to insult the <laughs> brewery because right. it's not it's not like a you know cheap you know beer, but they, that's the thing is that they have a, they, it's an American style lager. So okay, okay. It's, they have the, like a couple different grades of it or whatever, but the straight up Yingling is really good. I hmm. like it a lot. It's that would be my go to if I was on the East Coast right now, but I wow. am not. So I'm in the Midwest and they don't sell it here. A lager is a good summer beer. Well, it's pretty incredible that you know you can only basically get it on the East Coast and yeah. it's the you know largest American beer maker. You Yankees love your. <laughs> Love your Yingling. Yeah, that's right. So, okay. Well, didn't we? It didn't need to talk to about Yingling too much. Right. But, you know, it's right. That's a solid. That's a solid beer. I just wanted to say. But mm. um, Samuel Adams, Porch Rocker, mm. verdict is two thumbs up from the gentleman. Two thumbs way up. So, yeah, exactly. So we're we're on board with this. Mm-hmm. Porch Rocker. Okay, let's get into some interesting posts from gentleman.com. Yes. Um. So we're gonna kick this thing off with. Um, this is. Uh, <laughs> This is a really good idea, actually. Um, <laughs> for those of you that grew up or maybe are revisiting because mm-hmm. of the new the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that's coming out. We, yeah, was this last episode we talked about it? Uh, or two episodes? two episodes ago. We talked okay. about that there's, you know, there's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie coming out. Um, so that obviously there's a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle buzz right. going on. Right. Um, and so what, what the geniuses at Food Beast decided to do was to go back through the animated episodes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and listen to all of their ridiculous pizza orders. Right. And then recreate them in real life. Uh, and this tech was added by the Herald of Story. It's a good name. It is. He- it's like a, you know, it's very... You know. <laughs> noteworthy noteworthy uh, yeah he's not messing around right he's like the herald of story I'm, yeah it's not like Bob 24 it's no. like no 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 this is a I'm gonna tell you a story and you're gonna like it yeah 
Okay. And I don't know if that's Harold the name or I'm heralding the story. I wonder if I wonder if his name's like Harold's story and like it's like a play on story. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But thanks, thanks, Harold, if that's your first name. If not, you're heralding the story, so we appreciate that. Yes. But moving on, uh, so this this post is all about these pizza combinations, and there, there's okay. So this ranges in in it, from things that I would never eat in my life ever mm-hmm. to things I, I was like I find myself going through this post and looking at it and being like, oh, I could I could do that, you know. I think I think the thing is is that the way they present the the dishes it's like are you know very tasteful <laughs> tastefully mm-hmm. very very well done and like you know it looks like a chef like a a trained chef actually made yeah. the dishes so it's like oh I yeah. could try it. I could I could maybe try that yeah but, you could convince yourself but to, I'm with you uh, Brian there there are a couple where I just I'll do anything for love but I won't do that okay so l- let me just start with some of the ones that I. I you know, I'm never going to do ever uh, <laughs> tuna fish, peanut butter, and grape jelly pizza. I could do that. Not going to do that. Peanut butter and clam pizza. No way. No way. No um, how. What are some other ones? I saw there's a, there's a bunch of marshmallow ones. Like they add marshmallow, yeah. lots of marshmallow pepperoni, marshmallow and asparagus. See, I could do marshmallow and pepperoni. Okay, could you do marshmallow and asparagus? Yeah, I could. Probably what? Do that. Really? Yeah. I can do that. Asparagus? Not only would your pee smell. That's true. That would... Yeah. Uh, You know, there's there's one that's like clam sauce and something. Clam sauce and marshmallow or something. Yeah. Chocolate fudge, sardine, chili pepper, whipped cream. (laughs) Uh, So that's probably not going to happen. But pepperoni and hot fudge. I could do that. I would try it. Sweet with the... Pepperoni and pickles—that that'd be fine. I'd I'd be alright. That's almost that. normal. Yeah. Uh, the the one there, he made an interesting comment. The guy who who whipped up all these dishes, he said that the butterscotch onions and anchovies pizza. Um, that that uh, he said it actually tasted great, but it stunk up his kitchen so bad that <laughs> he's like he's wondering if the turtles actually have nostrils. So um, I love the I love the at the very end. There's one that's just. <laughs> Popcorn. <laughs> That's it. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, um, lots of anchovy variations um, because that's, you know, obviously a, kind of a... That was a staple for the turtles. It was. And it's, it, you know... Have you ever had anchovy pizza? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, yeah, um, it's, it's one of those pizza toppings that every... Like, most pizza places have. You know? Well, maybe not most. I, I think... I just I think of like some like pizza show. They have okay. anchovies. Okay. okay. Um and I have a friend, Jeremy Woods, and he always gets an anchovy pizza. Really? He lo- yeah, he loves it. This doesn't it, surprise me. I've met Jeremy. Yeah. Um so it's just I've never had it and I can't imagine it being good, but apparently it probably is. I love pizza too much. Yeah. Right? I'm not gonna taint it with something I just don't know start- if it's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard, man. I don't know. It's like bacon, right? Yeah. Don't yeah. dip it in chocolate. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't don't put put it with marshmallows on a pizza. You know? Yeah, well, actually, well, that might be all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess anyway. it's a case by case basis. Yeah, definitely. But so yeah, anchovies is a it's a staple for some people. But yeah, yeah my dad loves anchovies. Really? Yeah. Hmm. He used to always have cans. Like he'd have um. Oh no no those are sardines. I'm sorry. Sardines. Yeah. Yeah. He'd have like cans of sardines everywhere. Like hot sauce sardines. I mean, they just like they still repulse me. My palate's a little bit more, you know, it's expanded a little bit since I was ten. But 
But I mean, you see a fish like smothered in this red sauce. Have you, and you just have you out of a can? Yeah, wiggling it out of the yeah. can. <laughs> Have you uh, have you had sardines before? Yeah, yeah, really. Mm-hmm. I, I've never had them. I don't think. They're, I was too squeamish as a kid. They're all right. They're like super filling. Really? It's like eating a protein bar. Hmm. So maybe I should get with into that. scales. With scales. <laughs> yeah, with the tail. I just feel weird about eating something that's like lukewarm, or like room temperature out of a can. That's a fish. Yeah, I mean the salt, the salt you oh, know cures it. Okay, so nothing to worry about. Health right. Price. Right, the, it's not like eating like a raw burger out of the. Yeah, and I think that's one of the the things. Man, I could totally be making this up, but I think a food like that, um, like with sailors, you know, they they're away, every, they're not necessarily having refrigeration stuff like that. Ah, uh, it's one of those. You know, from there. could okay. I probably made that totally up? Okay, well, even if you did, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it, Glenn. Um, okay, so that was uh, 24 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizzas. Yes, thanks, Harold. Yes. And now, anyway. Uh, what, what what should we do next? Should we do uh, okay that one? Okay, yeah. Um, th- the next one was a a, a witty uh, video, mm-hmm. which is kind of hard to talk about. So you just have to kind of go and see. But mm-hmm. it was I'm uh, piping in some audio right now. Oh, Hi. yeah. Hold on. You hear that? I'm Sarah Harbaugh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's nice. There we go. And yeah. Former um, star quarterback Jim Harbaugh, and I'd like to talk to you about a serious condition affecting countless men in our country. I'm talking, of course about dad pants. The shapeless, pleated tragedy that too many men find themselves in every day. I was there. My handsome, vibrant, successful football coach of a husband suddenly looked like he'd hung the curtains from his belt. Well done, Brian. Uh, It's it's called... Future Brian. It's Future Brian. (laughs) Good job, Future Brian. Bill and Glenn and Brian's excellent adventure. Yeah, exactly. Um, So Tony... uh, has uh, posted uh, this video titled Hashtag Stop Dad Pants. Mm-hmm. And it's a YouTube video where Jim Harbaugh's wife um, implores... Because a passion plea. Yes, implores dads everywhere to please stop dad pants mm-hmm. with loosely fitting... Pleated... Pleated baggy you know, pants. Yeah. Now, the video is okay, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of, kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But the thing... The reason why I picked this one, Brian, mm-hmm. is because if you have ever... Ever seen Jim Harbaugh prowling the sidelines? Mm. The man is in dad pants. Notorious. They're like they're not even dad pants. They're like I old would, dad. They're like I wouldn't step, call them dad pants. Stepdad I was, I pants. Call them more like bad pants. They're like you know Hydra depends pants. Yeah, it, it it looks bad. I'm wondering. Okay, so the thing with this is <laughs> all corporal things. First of all, I'm wondering at what point. You and I, Glenn, <laughs> crossed the threshold of, like, right. we become that person that's wearing these awful pants. Like, when does that happen? I, I think you don't have to... You just don't care. Like, at that point, you don't care anymore right. about st- stuff. Pants. Pants. Yeah. Pant, I don't want to make a broad... I just painted with a really broad brush, so I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, but you're a dad. I am a dad. And you don't, ha- you don't wear dad pants yet. No, I mean... And, you know, like, I... You know, I went to college... When I went to college... Uh, mid or early to mid two thousands, right? The, mm-hmm. the the fad was going to to class in like pajamas, hmm. right? Did you, did this ever happen to you in college? Or I mean, it you was, know, I went to college in the early nineties, so right, um, right, right. Uh, uh, right. Okay, well, so there, there are different decades, yeah, you know, plaid, different generations, plaid. Yeah. No, no. So, but I mean, these 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 grown men mm-hmm. were wearing like you know. Two piece pajamas with slippers and just 
I never could do it. I never could okay. pull off. I, I I always put on at least jeans, right? Or short, like yeah. actual, you know, shorts that weren't. I don't even own pajamas. Like I did. Yeah, in yeah. college I didn't even. <laughs> yeah. Nah, that, nah. In college I had a pair of the uh, the the button uh, one one onesie. Basically, it's like oh. a onesie with the flap in the back and like the. <laughs> Like the the, yeah. the the long uh, gosh, okay. what am I talking about? Long johns? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But the full, but the, the full. full. Yeah, they yeah. were a hit. Let me tell okay. you. Sounds yeah. Yeah, they they. Uh, I can only imagine. Well, you'll have to, because <laughs> um, I think Lynn burned them. <laughs> well, actually, I had a lot of things that Lynn probably burned. Mm. Yeah, I'm I, sure that there's a lot of well, you know, questionable decisions on fashion that. Which kind of brings us full circle because okay. yeah. Jim Harbaugh's significant other is imploring everyone mm-hmm. to stop wearing bad clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Jim Harbaugh, not exactly the shining example of... No. Because he's not going to stop wearing dad pants. No, he probably won't. No. Uh, although the Dockers are probably paying them millions of dollars to... Right. But um, I will say that also I, I followed up on this video by watching a video of John Gruden um, <laughs> in which they also... They have him giving a... a 45 second like you know locker room speech to dads about really? you know how to be a dad mm-hmm. and not wear dad pants and it was actually really funny I, I, John Gruden's really funny mm-hmm. man you. what an amazing amazing story for that guy yeah 30 youngest coach ever mm-hmm. to win a Super uh, Bowl NFL, yeah, yeah, yeah but also the youngest NFL coach ever maybe I think so I think he was the youngest NFL head coach let's just say one of to be sure I think it was yeah I think he I'm could be sure. the yeah um, but I mean it was like what 30 like young, like mid yeah. mid thirties. I think so. Man, yeah. I'm really, 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 yeah. really fuzzy math here, but yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, NFL stuff doesn't work out. Right. He creates the fired coaches, right. whatever it's called. Like it's like the fired coaches, whatever. And he's just got like this office in the middle of a strip mall or something like yeah. that, where he has like <laughs> the best quarterbacks in the country come and like hang out and talk to him about how to you know yeah. how to improve their games and stuff like that. Pretty awesome. I mean, he, if you ever watch that 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 fired football coaches show mm-hmm. with the QBs. It's it's pretty awesome. I really? Mean, yeah. I he talks to like all of the um you know, the college QBs and stuff like that and he like just kind of talks to them about their game and looks at their film and he like, you know, says like what they can do on the next level and stuff like that. It's it's great. It's really funny. John Gruden's awesome. He is. I mean, another like not to get too far off topic, but like I think it was I think Tony Dungy was the coach of the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. They like the year before they won the Super mm-hmm. Bowl and they fired him, mm-hmm. and he kind of built this program. And John Gruden kind of came in, yeah. won the Super Bowl, and then kind of trailed off. Kind of trailed. So there's a lot of people who think, you know, well, maybe Dungy, uh, yeah, you know, he, yeah. He, but but yeah. Regardless, yeah. John Gruden's a funny man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm all for seeing NFL coaches in commercials. Yeah. So. Both both were excellently done. I mean, you know, Jim Harbaugh's wife plays the you know concerned wife. Yeah, Ex- excellently. Yes, so. yes, she does. And almost too convincingly, because you start to wonder <laughs> if it's like a serious commercial or not. But yeah, he, he and, and yet, spoiler alert: Jim Harbaugh ends up in you know nice form-fitting clothes, and he, it, but he still looks like he's, he's in the Dockers, and right. they're supposed to be like the hip pants, but he still looks he like him a, up. he still looks like a dork in it. <laughs> like, no matter, no matter what, he still, he still, he, they still look like dad pants. You can't win them all, bro. And the funny thing is, like, you know, the director is there, just like painfully trying to make him look cool. And he's like, "Don't pull those, don't pull those pants up, look, don't pull the, them up the, anymore. The, keep them low, keep them under the shoes." Sh- just, uh, you know. But anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jim Harbaugh, you got to figure out your pants. 
even when you're getting paid to wear cool pants, you can't do it. I yeah, that's a, that's a thing. I mean, I could have done that commercial probably better. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. That's that's a stretch. <laughs> Ring an endorsement there, Brian. <clears throat> um, moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, next next uh, postagentleman.com that we were going to talk about is 25 Genius Campfire Recipes. This is from Survival Life, that website Survival Life. This was added by our good buddy, our good friend C. E. Miller. C.E. Miller. He goes way back with gentlemen. Like, way, 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 way back. Early days. Early days. Pre, Pre-PR train. Yeah. This guy's been on board from the start. Right. Uh, Get, uh, great guy. You know, we've you know, had back and forth with this guy mm-hmm. a little bit. And, you know, really valued member of the gentleman community. Really appreciate his, his contributions. And awesome dude. Yep. So, uh, but, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about the link that he posted. This 25 campfire recipes. Um there's some interesting stuff in here, Glenn. This yeah. is this is all stuff that mostly I say not all stuff. There there are a few things on here that are a little questionable. Right. Um, I'm looking at you, coconut curry soup. I was looking at. <laughs> let me uh, let me find the one I was looking at. Ah, where was that? Yeah, the coconut curry soup is definitely questionable. The campfire paella, right, is a little right. Oh, okay, um, disconcerting. Kind of missing the the point of camp. Yeah, but. But needless to say, mm-hmm. there are some some wonderful recipes on here. Yes. Basically, the gist is, um, <clears throat> when you go camping, bring a bunch of ingredients and uh-huh. tin foil, and you can mm-hmm. make just about anything. Exactly. You know, you got your you got your hobo pouch, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you have like they're they're making um, uh, donuts, muffins. They got the the blueberry orange muffins. They're actually putting the right. the muffin inside of an hollowed out orange. Right. Um, you know the uh, the roasted cinnamon rolls. Where they yeah, that would look good. I would do that. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. They basically like take a Pillsbury thing of cinnamon roll stuff and like roll it around a stick. Oh man, grill it up. My my problem would be the self control to not eat the raw cinnamon roll as I'm trying to yeah. get it around the you I mean you bring up an interesting point though because you know who brings oranges and blueberry muffin mix on a campfire well who brings right. you know cinnamon Pillsbury cinnamon rolls with their campfire you well, know? there is one or the sausage and fennel grilled <laughs> campfire pizza that's a little far might be a little bit tough to pull off yeah uh, Dutch oven caramel apple pie that would be good that Dutch, anything good. that has Dutch oven in it basically mm-hmm. says take tin foil throw a bunch of crap in it yeah. put it on the fire for a while Poundcake so, s'mores, yeah, I can ooh, do that. Yeah, so this is this is a great find. Um, I uh, I definitely like this one. I, I can't remember if I saved it to my to my personal men or not, mm. but um, apple pie on a stick. <laughs> huh. So yeah. Okay. So well, visit podcast.gentleman.com. You can check out this link. You can yep. go and see all these recipes, and then the next time you're at a camp, you can. You know, impress your friends. Right. You know, you can make an apple pie on a stick. Let's see that campfire paella. Yeah, exactly. Pa- paella? Paella. Yeah. Paella? Is that how you Exactly. It? And, and you know, all kinds of stuff. Pine- you can make pineapple upside down cake at your campsite. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> come on. That's pretty impressive. So, and you, you heard it here from gentleman.com. Tell all your friends. Or tell them that you came up with it yourself. That would probably right. be a better story. We won't tell. No. That's between you and me. And me. Oh, speaking of between you and me, before we before we get on to our next tagline, I wanted to say something that I forgot to say earlier, and that is, if you if you're feeling like you're a good person, 
Huh. If you're feeling like you're a generous person, if you feel like mm. you're a wise person, okay. if you feel like you're a brave person, mm. you know, okay. you can go over to iTunes right, <laughs> and, and, and give, give a rating to the Gentleman Podcast. You can do this. You could stand awesome. up. You could stand up for, uh, I don't know what it is we stand for, Glenn. I'm we not stand sure. for manliness, Brian. We stand for manliness. And you can stand Above up, all else. And we can, you can stand up for manliness, and you can go, and you can rate this podcast. Please give it a good rating. And <laughs> it, that would be really good for the uh, Gentleman Podcast, because that helps us get on New and Noteworthy. It helps us get in front of people. It helps us mm-hmm. you know, continue to, to keep on keeping on with the podcast. Right, I, so. I think I think it's been what we've been on New and Noteworthy for like how many weeks now? Yeah, for a, a long time, a long time. We've been on New and Noteworthy, but it's all due to you guys. Yep, uh, downloading the podcast. Yep, reviewing the podcast, rating the podcast, um, and we really appreciate that. We and do. If you haven't done it yet, go out there, give it a shot. Yeah, nobody's going to judge you. There's yeah. It's, you know, I'm winking at you right now. Just, you know, <laughs> go out there and rate the podcast. Uh, that, this is like a step below a bribe. Yeah, exactly. I'm giving you the wink. Come on. <laughs> come on. Go, go rate the podcast and make I'm, it I'm a good I'm tapping my nose. Exactly. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, no, it's actually been pretty great to see all the reviews that have come mm-hmm. in. And yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and actually, we... we I, I, I don't want to brag here, but I'm kind of... I think it's not bragging as it is more... Um, shock and awe mm-hmm. that we've only gotten five star reviews right so Brian just to just to put this in perspective you and I are sitting in your living room drinking beers mm-hmm. talking about stuff that happened on the site that we built right uh, from this great community that we have uh, we do this once a week and for some reason people like it okay so let me interject here the people are listening, yes. you know, they're they're all in on this. They know what's going on. I know, I they, know. They know this is a this is at best, at best, <laughs> a two star podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're pushing. Yeah, we're two star. I'm trying to be, you know, very optimistic. Let's, two let's stars. Let's just be honest. This is a one star podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> we've been fortunate enough to, you know, we've we've had charitable members. <laughs> we that, have that have. Stepped up and said, "Yeah, it's a five star. <laughs> you know, it's it's a five it, it's a five star podcast. We know it's not a five star podcast. We right. know it's a one star podcast. But that's just between us. So you thanks for lying. Yeah, it's between the three of us, <laughs> me, Glenn, and you. Right. Only the three of us know that this is a one star podcast. As long as you don't tell anybody else, they'll go on thinking that this is a five star podcast. Let's keep fooling iTunes. Exactly. Yeah. Let's Tim, keep the ruse going. Tim Cook. Tim Cook's not going to find out." Unless he listens to the podcast, which right. is not going to happen. Right. So, no. You know, unless we get too oh. many five star reviews, then Tim Cook will definitely listen to the podcast and we'll be busted. But it, that's a terrible problem to have, you know. It is. So. I think. Uh, yeah, I, th- I. I sent you that review earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Somebody re- actually oh, reviewed yeah. the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, kind yeah. of. It was funny. It was. Uh, mm-hmm. It was interesting that. That uh, good feedback. Good feedback wants to talk. Wants us to talk more about Stranger Things. Right. I, I I find. I think we already talked about Strange Things, but you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Any story we tell usually you gets know, off into the weeds. Yeah. Right. So we we uh, we're putting from the rough. We are. Yeah. We definitely. That's kind of this. That's kind of like our mo though. Mm-hmm. Just about everything we kind of accidentally back our way rough. into it. Yeah. yeah. Accidentally. Hey, yeah. is that the fairway? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, okay, no, it's so, not. Anyway, so the point is, if you're feeling charitable, if you're feeling 
If you're feeling good, if you listen to the podcast and you're enjoying it, go to iTunes, give us a good rating, and that'd really help us out. And we really appreciate everybody that's done that. And even if you don't, if you're listening to the podcast, if you're downloading the podcast, you're really helping us out, and we really appreciate that. We do. And that's honest to God truth. Yep. Yeah. So. Also, not to keep, not to beat this horse anymore, but mm. if you have any suggestions, like, you know. Exactly. I, I hate hearing Glenn's cackle or, you mm-hmm. know, um, can you put a muzzle on him? I'm or, tired of Brian. Right. Could right. you just have an episode without him? Yeah, right. Yeah. Or can you just, like. Just have like crickets chirping or something that would be better. Mm-hmm. Any any suggestion? Yep. Um, that we'd love to hear it because seriously, yep. we're we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants here. We are, and we full have, disclosure. Yeah, we have no feedback. So we've had some feedback. Yeah, but you know, mm-hmm. we would like more from people who listen. So yep, exactly. So hit us up at howdoyougentlemen.com. You can also send us a self-addressed stamp envelope to four four two three zero five Lawrence, Kansas. Right. Uh, either send, way, send us a message on Tinder. Tinder. Yeah, you know? maybe. If we set up a profile, I don't know. So I'm not sure what. No, okay, never mind. This is a bad. Yeah, I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna stop there, and we're gonna we're gonna finish up with our Ooh. final. Yes, our final excellent post to gentleman.com. Right, and Brian, this is this is really, really quite a monumental um, event that has happened this past week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's been almost a hundred a hundred years since the world has seen a full honeymoon. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now, for those of you who don't know what a honeymoon is, which I don't, I've been on a honeymoon. Oh, 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 oh! And right, right. I no, well, not I, that. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. no. Okay. So a honeymoon is. The <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about your honeymoon. Sure. Okay? No. So basically, whenever anybody looked over, I mooned them. And <laughs> right. Uh, no. Okay. That was a bad joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, this past week, last Thursday, mm-hmm. we had last Friday. Right, technically Friday. So yeah, Friday twelve, eleven, or thirteen, or something yeah. Thursday night or Friday morning. Technically, um, there was a full honeymoon, which is basically the the closest the moon. No, wait, I'm going to mess this up here. And help me out, Brian. Is it is it the closest the the something about the anyway? It, the moon looks really big and honeyed. <laughs> All right, very golden honeyed. And big. I'm trying to look through the article to find the technical description of it, and it's not it's full not, and honey. Just it's just not taking my me lead out, here. Man. It's not helping me out. Well, anyway, I, I will tell a story. It says, it, says it, it will appear golden and huge in the sky. That's what it says. Well, it, I, I guess this is dumbing it down for us laymen, which so. we need. Yeah. Um, but in the article, it says something about. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry. You know what? I've got way ahead of myself here. I'm, I'm excited to talk about a honeymoon, and um, uh, this was posted by. Brian, can you take a guess who this is supposed to buy? Take a guess here. Take a guess I have no here. idea. I, I think this has been 12 episodes running that we've had a mention of something this man has, uh, this guy has posted. Well, it has to be Razorback. It has to be Razorback, and yeah. it is Razorback. Okay. You win. Yeah. Razorback posted this. Um, it's a Gizmodo uh, article, but basically it's talking about the honeymoon that <laughs> the, the, the that honey- you were on. Why don't we? No. Well, okay. <laughs> That was noteworthy, but... Um, <laughs> Glenn's honeymoon. A <laughs> hundred years will pass. Yeah. <laughs> no, th- basically this is the full moon that was... Uh, yeah, we will next experience it in June, ni- in June 2098. Right. 
So, good 84 years. So, by then, we might be able to actually be on the moon and experience mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How cool would that be? Well, we talked about you know Sir Richard Branson a couple episodes ago. He's probably yep. getting that all hooked up right now. <laughs> the June nineteen or June twenty ninety eight package. <laughs> yeah. Pre-orders. Pre-order. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was uh, it was an interesting event. I, I was gonna I brought this one up because um, my wife was really excited mm-hmm. to see this, and I was okay. too. I thought it was gonna be okay. fun. So you know we. Um, <clears throat> We know it's going to be a night, and um, Lynn, that the day of, she says, "Hey, what, what about what time is this? You know, is it going to be really late?" And mm-hmm. I was like, uh, "12, I think you know, twelve eleven or twelve thirteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yesterday, like we oh, missed, you we missed, missed it the because the, yeah. it was technically because we thought, oh, Friday night, right? <laughs> right? Uh, no, 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 Friday, Ooh, like not, thirteen uh, minutes in into morning. Friday, yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's here's my thing." I'm getting overload hmm? on all the lunar stuff that's happening. All the sky stuff that's happening. There was that red red moon thing that was like not too long ago. Oh yeah. And I, they're like, you know, I'm seeing all these articles every, you know, it's like there's comments. Oh, the blood moon. There's yeah, the blood moon. Yeah. yeah. There, there's there's like comets, there's moons, there's like all these mm-hmm. things like, oh, you won't see this for another like 5,000 years, you know, whatever. Yes. And I'm like Okay, I'm kind of now. I'm, I'm kind of there's so there's so many of these events that I'm kind of. This is a hundred years. Like, it's like ah, uh-huh. it's only a hundred years. You know, the other thing was like thousands of years. I'm like, Psh, I don't want to waste my time on that. Yeah, I can't be up at twelve thirteen looking at the moon. I've got other things to do. It seems like there's one of these things like every few years. Yeah, it's like oh, you only see it once every yeah, years. You only see the, the comet, you know, every three right. years. Like, I remember when I was when I was younger, there was this comet Hale-Bopp. I kind of remember kind of this. Like maybe okay. mid nineties, yeah, okay. mid to late nineties. Hey, yeah, it sounds right. And go ahead. Is this the one with the Colt? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hillbop. You're right. Okay. And I knew on. people. I knew. I knew. I had some friends at the time who started. This is like a junior high, right? Okay. Started a band called Hillbop. <laughs> nice. Great yeah. name, actually. Yeah, Still exactly. would have held yeah. up. Yeah. Um, Good. Yeah. I don't. I think they disbanded. Oh. Uh, but that's unfortunate. Junior high, yeah. I, I can't. I have a fuzzy recollection, but for the people out there, Hailbop was like this comet, and then there was like this cult. Yeah, and they were convinced that they would like ascend mm-hmm. onto this comet and like be taken away to heaven or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure on the specifics. And but there was all these that. weird like things that they did, like poison Kool Aid or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. That 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 might be from you know the. See, the th- my experience with crazies is that it doesn't take much out of the ordinary for them to latch onto something mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm convinced." I make the Kool Aid. Let's get together. Let's watch the comet. That might have been the Jones- we'll ascend. Yeah, that might have been the Jonestown massacre thing that I was talking about. But I don't understand why, how this, like, how people are convinced to join these things and do like. I guess you're just you're searching for something, That's, and then there's someone there that says, "I've got it all figured out." Exactly. This comet's coming through. Going to pick all of us up. We're going to be good to go. I know you don't like your life right now, but join up with me, and it's going to be awesome. You know. And then you, you have somebody to kind of give you a direction. Right. I, I watched a I watched a Boy Eats World episode. Boy Eats World. Boy Meets World episode. Uh, where where the uh, Sean? No. Yeah, Sean joins a cult. <laughs> And it must have been sweeps week because there was lots of. I, I cried a few times. Um, 
<laughs> it was. Oh. It was. Uh, I don't know. Like I want. Fred look that Savage up. was great. I want to look that up on YouTube now. They. I've never. I. You know. I've never seen that episode. But yeah. Did you ever watch Boy Meets World? Nah, Man. Not really. No. <gasps> I had the biggest crush on Topanga. Oh, man. <laughs> We're getting off topic here. So the moon <laughs> was uh, in a honey phase uh, last Friday the 13th. Um, right. No werewolves were found. Um, yes. So that was good. Um, I really wish I could have seen this. Yeah. It would have been awesome. I didn't, I didn't know about it until, we, until you <laughs> sent me the link. Huh. But I missed that. It was... Uh, <laughs> I missed the blood moon. I it missed the honeymoon. It didn't. It hundred, every hundred years, it doesn't fall on my radar anymore. It's yeah. not cool unless right. it's over a thousand years. Right. Give me something unprecedented. Like years? Unprecedented you know like our next. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I, just, just, say, I, totally. like, I was just going to say, you know, hundred years, that's not cool. You know what's cool? A thousand years. <laughs> For sure. Speaking of a uh, hundred years. Which is related to patents because I think they're good for about a hundred years. Yeah, before they become com- public domain. Public domain. Um, I want to say true. common law. We might be. <laughs> I might be making that up. I, that sounds. No, that sounds about right. Because like uh, the was it the happy birthday? No, that's still under that's that, copyright. Well, that might be copyright. That might not be patents. Right. Anyway. Well, I think this. Yeah, there's like I was, a limited I was, domain. I was trying to sound cool by reaching for the hundred years thing, and <laughs> it looks like I might have failed. You know what, Brian? So, it's not the first time. If you're not failing, you're not trying. That's true, and that's what this guy would say about life. I'm sure. Good segue. Um, so we're going to talk about the hot button topic now that we're done with the uh, you know the interesting posted gentleman. Although this was posted by a, a gentleman member, and we saw it, we plucked it, we thought this is a perfect thing for our hot button topic and it was added by mike f another great gentleman user that's been yes. around for a long time mm-hmm. posts a ton of great stuff we talked about him on the podcast before but mike f we really appreciate you mm-hmm. and uh this is a great post this is talking about tesla's elon musk um the uh the ceo of, of tesla you know a couple weeks ago has a press conference is talking to some reporters and he says eh I might be making an announcement in a couple weeks regarding our patents. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not sure. I can't really say, but I might. I might be. I might be talking about a little something about the patents. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks pass by. Everybody's like, "What's he going to talk about with patents?" I don't, I don't know what's going. And he comes out and he's like, "Oh yeah, I decided that we're just going to give all our patents away." Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Um, my my thing with this is, I love I love this guy. Yeah, <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah, I mean, this guy. You know, what was his back? He he was with eBay. He 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 did eBay before this. Was he, was he one of the the? He was one of the co-founders of eBay. Huh. Um, I think, and you know, he's done a bunch of different stuff. Uh, he, Tesla. He takes a. He was like a, a co-founder of this company, Tesla. But somebody else was in charge of the company, and it was like having some problems. And so he steps in and he says, wait a minute, I got this. Kicks the guy out, takes over Tesla, and makes it a freaking, like, legit company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. Tesla, it went from being kind of like, oh, that's the, you know, that's the, oh, that's the cute little electric car company to being like a... You know they're messing with like car dealers right now. Yeah, like they're going around to different states, and some states because of their laws saying right. like you can't have a dealership here, and you know 
these states are saying like you know actually Tesla can because they're a cool company and right. you know like being like f you to the <laughs> right. to the dealers you know yeah and so yeah. they're they're causing all kinds of disruptions in the auto industry like from every corner Top and now the bottom, they're yeah. now they're sitting here saying like oh yeah and you can take all of our electric car patents and use them however you want it was interesting reading the article about this because he said you know that the he's like early on you know we patented all these things because we thought the big car companies were going to steal them mm-hmm. you know they should they should have tried to get you know to these mm-hmm. patents and all this stuff he's like mm-hmm. but then n- not only did nobody try to steal them we realized that the big car companies weren't necessarily competitors or even other electric car companies mm-hmm. it's the fact that gas-powered cars are still are our biggest competitor right. that's the right. biggest competitor so he's like right. how do we how do we bring awareness to that mm-hmm. we release all our patents Encourage that's, innovation in the that's space. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Because I was wondering, like, I was trying, I was reading about this, and I was like, there are two sides to this. First of all, there is the fact that this is an incredibly ballsy move. Yeah. Like, you know, awesome, like, and you can tell this guy is like a maverick because he's just, you know, winging it out there saying, like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to. <laughs> but I, w- I was looking at that, and I was like, what's the angle here? Like, mm-hmm. why are they doing this? Mm-hmm. And that's a really astute observation, actually, because what they're doing is they're, you know, like you said, the gasoline engines are the enemy right now. Right. The, the, you know, so they're they're eating up all their sales, so let's get everybody in the same playing field, and then we can compete, you know? Yeah. And once that happens, Tesla will be killing it, because they're the best electric car out there. They're so. the, they were the, the one of the first. And the, well, well, were they the first? I don't, I don't know if they were. No, I mean... I mean, it, I mean the first, like... Fully electric car. Company. Yes, yes. Well, there, there's a lot. Of, there's been a lot of others, but they've always failed. And Tesla was on that path until Musk came in and kind of like ready, you know, readied everything, steady the ship. But um, the reality of the situation is, this guy knows that he can kick anybody's butt on electric cars. Look at the Tesla versus yeah. any other electric car out there. Yeah, he knows once people push into that market that he can beat their asses in it. So. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Is like saying, "Let's get in the ring. Come on." Well, and it, yeah, he's he kind of reminds me of like basically the auto industry Steve Jobs, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's got this different take. He's he's going against the grain. And I I, I misspoke earlier. It was actually PayPal, not eBay. I was gonna yeah yeah that I was uh, yeah I, I for some reason I had eBay, eBay and pa- pay, bought PayPal PayPal so. all intertwined, but it was PayPal that he was yeah. kind of the. Uh, mastermind behind. So. I don't know. Is that he's probably worth a lot of money? <laughs> I uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Like the biggest internet exchange of money, you know, ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Elon Musk is, uh, the, the whole, the whole releasing of, I love, I love the, the fact that they released the patents, um, just for, just like you said, you know, kind of saying, hey, you know what, why, you know, oh, oh, patent trolls, yeah, go ahead, do mm-hmm. what you want, you know. Um, right. Uh, there's a, there's a movement in kind of like the blogging side of things where uh, uncopywriting basically saying you know or creative commons basically that you, mm-hmm. all my stuff you know take it remix it whatever you want mm-hmm. with the mindset that you know it's going to be better like pe- more right. people are going to use it more people are going to see it which is kind of the the whole <clears throat> vibe of the internet right mm-hmm. like the, 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 the best parts of the internet right um, yeah I like this the thing is is that Right now, I think the problem with the electric car is that it's just not cost-effective yet, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much more expensive for... Well, actually, I don't know. I've never actually... I'm kind of... 
talking talking. Uh, I've seen some. I've seen some Teslas here in town. Um, oh, really? And you know, Lawrence is a. It's a small town. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred thousand people mm-hmm. or less. I don't know. It, when school's in session, yeah. Yeah. So it's a small town, but I've seen a couple of Teslas around town. Huh. Um, you know, yeah, it's more expensive, but when you look at you know the you get tax breaks, you get yeah, you know stuff like that. I think I saw that the uh, the monthly fee. Including, like, if you do all the math and you include, like, the tax breaks and everything like that, it ends up being, like, $550 a month. That's not... A Tesla. <clears throat> um, which, that's accounting for everything. I think that's fuel savings, that's, you know, tax breaks, you know, that's everything included, you know, whatever. But it's a good marketing point. If you look at all that stuff together and you're paying $550 for a Tesla... Yeah. It's a cool car, man. I mean, it's... it They yeah. make a compelling car, you know? Um it's a slick operation. They've got it figured out, you know. And I, you know, the, Elon Musk is he's he's working on this and space travel. <laughs> and you know, please meet in the consumer, middle somehow. Well, <laughs> he's working on consumer space travel and this is a guy, you know, if you go through and you read his his, you know, some of his quotes on life and everything like that, like he did PayPal thing, he did a couple other things and he like said that he like got into the business to kind of, you know, change the world. Mm-hmm. And that's why he got into like the space exploration stuff is because he was, you know, he's like, what else can I, you know, whatever. He came up with that like tube train thing that was like eight months ago or something. He like he submitted a proposal to like California to like oh overhaul their like train system yeah. on this technology. I mean, this guy's all over the place doing stuff <laughs> like, you know, fixing public transportation, fixing space transportation, fixing automotive transportation. I like it. You know. So anyway, our hats off to Elon Musk. I think it's really cool. Um, you know, really cool move by somebody who could sit there on the patents and probably sue people and make money. Right. But you know, right. Not being part of the problem, he's being part of the solution. So exactly, he's 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 being the change that he wants to see. Exactly. Good move. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, moving on. Um, good job, Elon Musk. Uh, once again, you are successful after <laughs> PayPal. Um, these guys impress me. They, you know, these multiple hit guys. You know, yeah. These guys, the Twitter guys. You know, all these all these guys are out there making these things that are. You know, you know. There's no sophomore slump for these guys. Maybe Just we to- need to talk to him about the Gentleman Podcast. <laughs> See if he can re- redesign. You know, look, we're having some pro. Like we're, you know. We know we're one star. We're getting some five star reviews, but like, can you give us some pointers on how we right. can live up to that? Right. You know. Also, can you give us pointers on how to get an awesome name like Elon Musk? Musk. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good name, Woo! man. For a, for like a while, I thought that was like a company name or mm-hmm. like I, I didn't know his actual dude's name. Yeah, he lives up to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you smell him coming a mile away. <laughs> That's the smell of success. <laughs> the smell of success. Yeah, more puns. That's that's what we need to be successful. More okay, puns. More puns. Right. Okay. Right. We'll work on that. Okay. Um, so now we got the the gentleman toast. Right. Um, uh, this is the time of the week where we toast a famous figure, mm-hmm. a not so famous figure, a manly figure, mm-hmm. a not so manly figure, anybody in between. It's right. just somebody that we want to highlight and say, hey, this is this was guy is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and this week we're going to be talking about a historical figure. Yes, um, Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mark Twain, um, Samuel Clemens. Um, this guy. I want to start by saying, okay, this guy 
Speaking of, like, historical events and the moon and comets right. and all this stuff. I was going to bring this up, yeah. Yeah. He was born shortly after a visit by Halley's Comet, and he famously predicted that he would go out with it as well. Um, you know. He died so that, a day after, right? And, he, and he, he lived up to his prediction. He died of a heart attack the day after Halley's Comet came the second time in his life. Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah, Mark Twain. I read, I read all of... The Mark, I, I see, when I was like, I don't know, I was in younger elementary school, like maybe mm-hmm. second grade or third grade, I read all the Mark Huck Finns and the Mark Twain, or in the, in the Tom Sawyers, mm-hmm. several books. <laughs> in fact, uh, William Faulkner called Twain the father of American literature. That's yeah. pretty high praise from William Faulkner. Um, the guy was a steamboat pilot, um, and then unfortunately he convinced his brother to become a steamboat pilot as well. And then Henry died, his brother Henry, died in an explosion um, after that. Right. And apparently he had a premonition <laughs> of the untimely death of his brother on the ship uh, like a month before. He dreamed it, yeah. Yeah. And then he became an early member for the Society of Psychic Research. Um, yeah, what, uh, yeah, which we're a part of. <laughs> yeah. Which we Maybe. joined. Yeah, um, I I actually dreamed about the success of Gentleman mm. um, mm-hmm. a month before. Is that next month? That, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not, no, no, not okay. the podcast. Just uh, let me know when. Just if like, you, yeah. yeah, just let me. If you could just give me a hint as to when Gentleman will become successful, um, that'll be good. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, it, it's, I, it, he, the guy had an interesting life. He was a Confederate soldier for a couple weeks. And then he went and, like, his brother was in Nevada working for the federal government, and he <laughs> quit the Confederate Army and then became, he went to work for his brother for the federal government. Um, Which is why they lost. Well, became a, um, he was a miner, and then he failed at it, but then that failure um, inspired a lot of his literature um, right. later on. Um, and he also was, like, a heavy investor in technology. So he... <laughs> Heavily invested in... He was a VC. In, yeah, basically. Like, that's that's what he was doing. He was, like, trying to fund these inventions that he thought would, like, really, you know, take off. But he, you know, f- kind of failed in a few of them and left him broke, basically. Yeah. Um, he invested, like, what would be today $8 million mm-hmm. into this... Uh, basically, the predecessor to the linotype. Yeah, it, it's called the page typesetting machine. Right. Um, and... It, it was all great and everything like that, except then the linotype came out and it totally made it obsolete. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. So like the eight million dollars, just uh, kind of you know whatever. And he also he also had a publishing company that enjoyed some mild success um, because they posted the memoirs of uh, or they published the memoirs of Ulysses S. Grant. Right. Uh, but then uh, they did a biography of Pope Leo the Thirteenth. And right. that sold fewer than 200 copies. So, dude, it did. you know what? You never write a book about a pope and expect. <clears throat> I mean, there's just something about. All the signs were probably pointing to this is going to be a big seller. Yeah. You know? Back in the day, like, it's the biography of the pope. Right. Come on. Everybody's going to be behind this. But then there's I, only 200 diehards. I wonder how you. <laughs> how you only. Like, back then, like. Okay, I could see that today, right? Self published something. Right. You know, there's. Every there's you know nobody reads right. Uh, I mean, so selling two hundred back then would be like selling one today. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe like yeah. a chapter. They sold yes. one chapter of yeah. a book right about the Pope. Right. 
Um, it's the equivalent of having our family listen to the podcast. Yeah. You know? Like, so I guess it's we've not got five listeners. that much better. Yeah. yeah. So well. anyway, we're still working on that. <laughs> but anyway, so that his publishing company also went broke. Right. Lost money on the uh, page typesetting mm-hmm. scene. Um, but then it, it, ultimately he he finds somebody that kind of sets him on the right course financially and he, he pays back his creditors in full, which he insists on. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact that they were allowing him to settle for a lesser amount, but he said, "No, I'm gonna pay yeah. the full account," which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he had to do a around the world speaking tour, yeah, to uh, yeah. cover the cost. Well, he got really sick. Yeah, it <laughs> might have led to his untimely death. But um, well, those reports have been exaggerated. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, the guy's a classic literary figure. He, you know, there's several. I don't know. I, I think whenever you like, if you ever go searching for quotes for anything, like mm-hmm. if you go search for any quote about anything, he yeah. has a quote about everything. Mark Twain awesome. is gonna, yeah, and it's gonna, yeah, your, your socks are gonna fly off. My favorite uh, quote of Mark Twain's <clears throat> that I mean, I I always like. There's only one that always sticks in my mind, yeah. and it's that quitting smoking is easy. I've done it several times. <laughs> I mean, that's a great quote, you know. Like, yeah, and he's got a million of those, you know. Yep. So, well done, Mark. Yeah. Okay. So, cheers to Mark Twain. To Mark. Yes. Man, okay. that, that that Porsche Rockers. Mm. Tasty. Went quick. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So next up, we got um questions from the gentleman mailbag. Oh yes. This yes. is the this is the last part of the show. This is when. You know, we know for a fact that our viewers, or sorry, not viewership, our, our or, listenership, yeah, uh, not takes a nosedive. Yeah, this is when if you if you you know if, if you want to stop listening to the podcast, we understand because this mm-hmm. this is when we get off really off into the the forest. Oh, it's not even tall grass. It's no, like, it's we're we're off in we're just start tunneling underground. Yeah, if you ever seen <laughs> the Blair Witch Project, it's. <laughs> Very similar. Glenn and I are just so scared. Running, we're just yelling stuff into the microphone and and hoping for the best. Um, so and leave you wondering whether it's real or not. Exactly. Yeah. Much like the blur. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Um, so anyway, Glenn. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, looking through the gentleman mailbag here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna, let me just uh, pull this out. Okay. So let me get something out of the bottom there. Okay. Got it. Um, so, what is the most impressive meal? That you can cook, Glenn. Um, I don't know if it's impressive. Maybe, maybe uh, unique. Unique. Because I make like a, a mean mm. grilled tri-tip. Okay. Tri-tip is kind I've of had this. Yeah. Yes. Tri-tip is um, kind of a, a, a unique cut. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this big. It's weird. You're like cooking a roast and a steak at the same time. Mm. So the outside's all charred and like crusty, and the inside. So is like, it like a big? It's like a big chunk of meat that you essentially like cut into steaks. R- right. Yeah. It's it's um. It, let's see. I think the normal size is like you know two two and a half three pounds. Okay. Oh. And okay. It's shaped. You know, it looks actually kind of like a brisket, but it's taller. Mm-hmm. I mean, like fatter and um. Yeah. It's it's good. So you. Uh, you throw it on the grill, you know. It's actually really easy to cook, but mm-hmm. and then you slice it. Oh, you're in, not supposed to say that. Strip. Uh, it's you're supposed to say about how complicated it is. To terribly keep it. time yeah. intensive and yeah, yeah. Okay. You know. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's just awful. Mm-hmm. But I've I've perfected this craft. Right. 
I went to a monastery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember this. Yeah, it was a, last summer, a steakistery. Mm-hmm. Um, a would. <laughs> it's a country. Yeah, um, next to Uzbekistan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's the tri tip. Uh, I it's fun to. You're right. I, I have. I have I have had your tri-tip. Right. It's exceptional. Well, thank you. This is true. Thank yes. you. So that's that's I my can bona fide co-gentleman founder <laughs> say that yes, Glenn's. It's it's hard to get. The hardest part is getting the the doneness. Like right? yeah, that would be like on the big cuts of meat. It's right. Really hard to like. So somebody's want, like, I want mine uh, semi medium. Well, you, I just don't listen to them. Okay. I just yeah, gonna do say, it. Oh yeah, I get it. On that, right. just because there's. There's really only one way you can cook it. Yeah. And then everybody just has to... Yeah. yeah. Suck it up. Yeah. So, Well, the okay. thinner part of the cut gets more done, and the mm-hmm. thicker part gets mm-hmm. rarer, so... Yeah. understand. It all works out. Okay. All right. So, my most impressive meal, and again, not really impressive, what? I guess you say, but my Irish stew... The McKinney stew. The, the McKinney stew is, is I think, mm. the staple of my kitchen. Man. And this is, uh, you know, this is a Guinness-based Irish stew. Um, so it's basically got, you know, some roast in there. You got some you know, potatoes. You got some carrots. You got some Guinness as your, you know, your your water base. Uh, and when you put those things together and you put it in a, you know, in a pot for about 12 hours or whatever, right. you know. It's basically like that, you know. Uh, it comes out and it is quite enjoyable yeah i would say i've had it it's it's mm-hmm. good it's good on yeah. a, a fall that's the thing i always do this thing during football season ah you know football if i'm gonna be here like if there's an away game mm-hmm. like i'm gonna and it's a night game or something like that i'm gonna be making my irish stew about half time i'm gonna be plowing in that irish stew you know? <laughs> and i'm gonna have a couple beers you know during the game so that that's put, it, a, put them in the stew yeah that's a good beer. fall it's a good fall yeah thing to make and, okay. and I, I I do like that one. That's that's in my recipe book, my personal recipe book that I've authored myself. Of, <laughs> you know, go to recipes. Okay, that's that's got to be in there. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. So all right, Irish stew and tri tip. That's a good one. Yeah, I've had that as well. Um, okay, uh, Glenn, what's your most embarrassing moment from elementary school? I think this is where I developed this, but. Mm. So we're getting into some psychological. All right. All right so kinda. if you, we've ta- we've kind of touched on this before, mm-hmm. but if ever there is some you know room full of people, right? And yes. There's somebody who's going to be a you know they need somebody from the crowd to do if something. If there's a comedian or or like so, you know, anything. anything, right? Anything where there's I a, need a volunteer from the audience, and then the, the, not even they need they just go around and find one, right? right. I'm that guy every mm-hmm. time. I have this is absolutely true. I have seen this multiple times. Okay, case in point. My my wife and I uh, years ago went to this uh, like a Sea World or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sea World, and we went to one of the shows they had, and I knew I knew they were going to do that. We need somebody from the audience mm-hmm. to do blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. You know, they go up in the stands and they grab yeah. somebody and they, they have to dance and I don't know or something <laughs> stupid. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I just have this feeling. I'm like, you know what? This is. I, Something's gonna happen here. I'm out of here. So I get up. So middle of the show, uh, I, I get up and leave. Mm-hmm. And um, the one of the one of the girls who was doing the show was like, "Oh, we need someone." And yeah. she starts to walk up the aisle, gets to our row, looks at my seat, looks at Lynn, and goes, "Where did he go?" <laughs> I kid you not. Yeah, I, 
I have like a sixth sense for this thing. All right. Yeah. So where it all started from is I was in I was in second grade. Okay. okay? We had the school wide assembly, okay. and we had. I'm visiting this, a young Glenn Stansbury. Oh, second grade, right? Scrawny, right? Yeah. So, uh, pretty bashful, right? Mm-hmm. My sister was in high school. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. She's in this girl singing thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm in front of the whole elementary school, mm-hmm. and they need somebody from the audience. They run out, they grab me, they put me in a chair, and they all sing this love song to me <laughs> in front of everybody. <laughs> That's terrible as a kid. My two, face. Uh, yeah. Well, and then like, and then like, the, so I, I had the hots for a couple of my my sisters. I mean, because they're high would. school women, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, worldly. Yeah. yeah. Well, not worldly, just you older. Yeah. And you know, you're in second grade, but mm-hmm. and so at the end, they gave me kisses on the cheek, right? Dream come true. Oh, well, yeah, you'd think so, right? Mm-hmm. Not me. Uh-huh. I I was I was like, yeah. And so and so it began, right? Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. I didn't cry or anything, mm. but I could feel like the color of my face turning a, a bright, you yeah. know, a vivid, a vivid like. Imagine somebody choking on something. Right. That was the color of my Beat face. Red. Right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where it all began. You know, and I, I, the I downfall. I didn't believe you about the whole like getting selected out of the audience <laughs> thing until I saw it firsthand, and it was incredible. <laughs> I mean, this guy, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what the venue is. It doesn't matter what the situation is. You are the guy that, if you look for, at a room full of people, yep, you're the guy that sticks out, that the person that the performer says, I need to, I need to get this guy to do it. It, it. I don't know what it is. It, it might be I look like somebody, like, multiple times. Yeah. I've actually been with you multiple times. Mm-hmm. Remember that time that old lady stopped me and asked yeah. me if I was the lead singer of that band? Yeah. And I said... No. no, or yeah. Anyway, yeah. It just yeah. I, I don't the, get it. Yeah, I don't it, know what it is. It, you're you're right. You're on something there. It's like you look like somebody, or yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, but it's true. This is this is a true thing that happens to Glenn Stansbury whenever we're it's, out and about. It's, yeah, I don't. So what I what I will do though okay. in the future, Glenn. Okay, is that you know you were telling me how this was the thing, and you know I was like, no, nah, that's not true. Whatever. You okay, know. Glenn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's go into this piano bar. Uh, but in the future, I will avoid such situations to make sure that you do not have to deal with this kind of I thing. I really around. don't like it. I it's... I understand. I would be uncomfortable too, especially it's... when you know it's coming. Yeah, but I know you like Where you're sitting there like. Where are they going to yeah. get me from? Yeah, seriously. I, yeah. I could get that you'd be like, because that's never happened to me. Like that, I don't think How? I've ever been in a situation where the guy's been like, you, like, whatever. Never happened. So I must be the guy that kind of, like, just kind of, you know, fits in with everybody and, and it sits in the background and I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Well, I will, I will try to avoid said situations in the future. Thank you. Yeah. Based on that, you know, uh. that, that's the truth. Um, so... My most embarrassing moment, I was trying to think about this one. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about a couple of different situations. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has things in their kids, you know. Sure. Like I, you know, whatever. Mine was like, I was thinking about this time when I had, um, I had several embarrassing moments as <laughs> as a kid. But this this was one that stuck out to me. Um, I, I was, you know, as a kid, I had, um, you know, I was crying a little 
little kid growing up. Mm-hmm. So I had some guys that would pick on me, you know, during recess and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And one of them was a guy you know, Brian. Really? Was a, a big, you know, he was a guy that, you know, was always messing with me on the playground, you know. What a jerk apple. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Brian is a as actually like one of my best friends now. But back in the day, you know, when he was a young, young buck, he was out <laughs> tormenting me on the on the playground. But I specifically remember this one time where uh, I, him and somebody else were messing with me on the playground, and uh, you know, whatever happened, you know, whatever I was really, uh, you know, upset about it, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, and the three of us like went to the uh, the water fountain after recess, and uh, I'm sitting there and fr- like I'm drinking out of the water fountain. Yeah. And the two guys are like behind me, and they're like, "Hey, hurry up!" You know, like, blah, blah, blah. you what know, are you doing drinking water? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just after they were you know messing with me on the playground, and so uh, all of a sudden I had this idea, and I, this was when I was like probably eight years old or something like that. I was, like, <laughs> so I turned around to him and I said, "Oh, are you thirsty?" <laughs> And and they're like, yeah, hurry up! And so it was hot out there. So I I immediately turned around and spit into the water fountain, so they couldn't take a drink. Uh, but it was kind of funny because they they immediately like went running to the teacher to get oops some you know backup for the situation, um, and so. You know, <laughs> I don't think I got in very much trouble for it because I think that the teacher knew that I was a good kid. I was just, you know. Wait, so you you spit, mm-hmm. you spit into the like the, the where the water the came receptacle, out? yes, oh. where the water comes up. So oh, that's can, not right. It was uh, it was uh, it wasn't a good day for Ooh. me, Glenn. It was one. Of, it was an off day, <laughs> but it was one of the first times I can remember, like you know, messing with somebody that was messing with me. You know, like, yeah. It was. Uh, you know. What's that? Are you thirsty? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so that was when I look back. I wasn't embarrassed at the time, right? But when I look back on it now, that was that was not the appropriate way to handle that situation, Glenn. Nope. Knuckle sandwich, though. I was just gonna say, <laughs> if that situation happened today, uh, yeah. Oh, are you thirsty? Yeah, Bam! yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I I know exactly how I'd handle that situation today. But um, anyway, when you're a kid, you know, well, you do what you can. Um, so anyway, speaking of embarrassing moments from our elementary schools, um, actually, this has nothing to do with that. This one is an interesting one. This one's very specific to me. Glenn. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, so probably you don't have any input on this. Ooh. Um, but this one is this is very personal. I, I don't know who this person is, but they they appear to know a lot about my personal life. Okay. Um, and the question is, uh, Brian. I've heard that you were moving. Right. How is that process going, and uh-huh. what is to become of the current fortress? Right. Um, right. So I, I figured, you know, oh. uh, it's a it's a really poignant question. I figure I should go ahead and answer this. Um, but it's true. Yeah. The rumors are true. Yeah. Um, I actually am, uh, you know, I, I, I'm moving. I purchased a house. Mm-hmm. Um, I am moving from the current location of our podcasting studios mm. our gentleman studios um the location where everything started man glenn and i got started on on gentlemen and bittersweet everything it is bittersweet it's uh you know it's like boys to men says it's it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday um wow so um I, I don't know if i've ever heard anybody yeah quote boys to men well i just did so well 
I, you know, I just said that so I could start playing It's So Hard to Say Goodbye yesterday in the background while we talk about this. <laughs> now but, I can't get out of my head. <clears throat> um, anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I am moving. Uh, it is bittersweet. Uh, we, Glenn and I started Jomet here. We did our half day here. We, you know, we've done a lot of, you know, projects and stuff like that from, from the current place that we're at. Um, yeah. You know, it's a good but place. Good porch. It is good. It's got a good porch on it. We spent many a nights, uh, you know, talking about future plans and, right. and all kinds of stuff from from the porch of this place. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's a little bit hard to, to move on, but mm. I have located a very particular piece of property mm-hmm. in town mm-hmm. that I have procured, um, and this particular house is extremely smooth <laughs> it's it's very very smooth not literally actually no you might but, get a splinter but but <laughs> in 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 terms of being you know uh an excellent place right to say record a podcast or you know um hold up in some kind of a zombie attack right something like that right or, you know, shoot deer from your porch. It's definitely um, what I would call a fortress. Yeah. It has a moat, right? It does have a moat. Um, <laughs> has uh, multiple acres of land. Yeah. Um, deer, snakes, mm-hmm. rabbits, all kinds of wildlife. Wow. Probably raccoons. Oh, um, jackalope. I've seen jackalopes there. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, that might be my obsession that I was wearing since last podcast because I put some behind my ear. <laughs> but um, so we t- <laughs> so anyway, the the point is that yes, the uh, I, I I am moving venues and it's disappointing, but right. at the same time it's exciting. You got to look forward to. You can't mm-hmm. look back. If you're looking back, you're looking in the wrong direction, Glenn. And that's what I'm exactly. doing. Exactly. I'm I'm looking forward. To recording the podcast in a brand new 24-bit, um, 96 kilohertz uh, house. Ooh, 24-bit surround sound. Surround 90, sound. 96 kilohertz. The house is. I, you know, we should uh, we should record the show on your porch sometime. Oh, we could do that. That'd be fun. Um, it would be maybe. No, I think no, it would be, be good. It'd be good. Yeah, maybe not like the dog days of summer, but no, <laughs> that would but not in be the good. fall. Fall would be good. We could do. We'll we'll do a special outdoors, outdoors, outdoorsy. A tribute to the outdoorsman. Yeah, well, we could go out to my backyard and then, like, you know, off in the nether regions. Oh and, man, you know, set up some some stuff there. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So watch out for snakes though, and jackalopes. I'm not afraid of jackalopes. The snakes might be there for the jackalopes, actually. Or is it the other way around? Well, you never know. <laughs> Depends on the size of the jackalope. That's true. But doesn't everything in life. Okay. So well, that was the uh, the gentleman podcast. Was this thirteen? This is episode thirteen. So Yeah. The honeymoon was Friday thirteenth. Friday thirteenth. Not episode thirteen. Not to be confused with a honeymoon. honeymoon. Right. Right. So but yeah, this is episode thirteen. Um so we made it to Lucky Thirteen. Lucky um, thirteen. Probably should have skipped it and said it was this is episode thirteen. Right, right. this is episode Like how they do hotels, you know. Right. Skip the 13th floor? Just in case. Mm-hmm. But uh, we didn't take that precaution, uh, unfortunately, and we're sorry for that because now you de- you have to deal with this episode. So, Yeah. Better you than us, though. Exactly. We don't have to listen to this. Well, I have to listen to this. You don't have to listen <laughs> I to this. I don't have to listen to this. You're done. 
I'm out of here. I'm cashed out. Yeah. You're I like put my uh, chips in. Yeah. You're like Robert De Niro or something. He just shows up and does his stuff, and he's like, I'm out. I don't have to see it. <laughs> does does Robert De Niro do that? I don't know. Probably. He's Robert <laughs> De Niro. You know? Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um... Can't thank you guys enough for downloading and listening to it. I'm pretty sure no one's listening at this point, so I'm probably thanking nobody. But, you know, if you're still listening, man. Wow. Good job. You're a champ. I mean, because I, I would have stopped, you know, a long time ago. I did stop. Yeah, I know you did. I went to the other room. Yeah, you, yeah. But, so, <laughs> anyway. But, uh, thank you guys for your support. Thank you guys for supporting Gentleman.com and supporting the podcast. And I am Brian McKinney, and... Oh, I'm Glenn. And Glenn... Stansberry. Glenn Stansberry. Sir Glenn Stansberry. Glenn, call me out of the audience, Stansberry. Exactly. Um, (laughs) And we are the co-founders of Gentlemen, and we appreciate it, and we will talk to you guys on the next podcast. We'll see you then.